You're listening to another great podcast in the Stoplight Network. And it is Tech Fan Podcast 213. I'm Tim Robertson. And hey, look, there's David Cohen. Hello, David. Hello. I enjoyed the show last, uh, well, not last week, the week before last. Thank you. Yeah, sorry about last week. Um, Tim, well, I, I Tim was you sick. wasn't. Yeah, Tim wasn't well, and so I said, "Oh, I'll try and do a solo show." Um, but unfortunately, my uh, my father was ill in hospital, so I wasn't able to do one. So. Well, you know, um, there's just some things are out of our control. There's, you know, there's nothing we can do, and sometimes we miss a week. No biggie. Yeah, yeah, I know. So I. I, I I missed I missed doing it with you last week. I was looking forward to it. Me too. Uh, there was a lot to talk about. I, I have, I had, and I still have a sinus infection that I assume that I picked up while on the road. Uh, because if those who remember, because it's been three weeks now, um, the reason I didn't do the show two weeks ago with you is because I was on the road traveling. I was in yeah. uh, Los Angeles, um, and then I was in San Francisco, and then. Uh, you know, all the flying and uh, the layovers and all that, uh, I came out with a uh, pretty good sinus infection. And the day we were supposed to record, I was just, man, I was laid out. I was not feeling good mm -hmm. at all. And I still have it. So there's going to be times that yeah. I'm going to try to reach for the mute key because I'm coughing. Um, uh, I, I, it's just not good. Just nothing is good there mm -hmm. right now. So... Uh, yeah, a lot of traveling. I was in uh, San Francisco the day before, unfortunately, WWDC kicked off. But yeah. something really cool happened there for me. Every year, Apple has me. yeah. Every, every year, Apple has the WWDC. All the developers who pay to get there, and they spend quite a bit of money for these tickets. Yeah. Uh, Apple gives them a coat every year, and it says WWDC on it, and then usually the year. So. This year said WWDC 15. Yeah. These are always cool jackets. Everybody likes them. A friend of mine who was there um, that I was working with this uh, that day uh, showed up at my hotel, and we were going to go scope out the venue. And he said, mm -hmm. do you want a WWDC jacket? Because he's gone so many years. He says, I, I've got just way too many of these jackets. <coughs> he uh, didn't want one, but they give him one. And he feels guilty because cool. he, he never wears them. So he, he got an extra large and handed it to me. So I have Excellent. a WWDC jacket now. Cool. That's, that's you, uh, you should really send the fee to Apple just to compensate them for uh, for that. Apparently so. they're struggling at the moment. Uh, yeah, they, they could use all the money they can get, I think. Yeah. <laughs> So, you know, two big tech events happened uh, over the last two weeks. We had the WWDC, and we had uh, E3. And I, you know what, David, to be honest, nothing earth-shattering happened at either one. Nothing, I think, was really surprising. Nothing that really perked my ears up and said, whoa. It was, uh, no. I don't want to say they were boring, because I, I don't think they were. But I think this goes back to what we've been talking about for a long time now, that it's not a revolution anymore. It's an evolution. And evolutionary things kind of move slowly when you're in the midst of it. You can look back and go, holy crap, I can't believe how fast this has happened. But WWDC, 
Apple didn't really show anything that lit the world on fire, did they? So I, I agree with you. I, I think it it's very much a development of things and gone before. In some ways, there's a lot of fixing of things that haven't worked so well before. Uh, iOS 9, uh, OS 10, El Capitana seem to be more focused on fixing bugs and getting more stability than necessary, introducing a ton of new features. And even the features they are bringing in are not kind of something we've never seen before. There's stuff that's either been seen on other platforms or developments of ideas they've already had. Um, and also at E3, you know, you see Microsoft bringing um, backwards compatibility to the Xbox One. That's something that there's kind of a fix of a mistake they've made before. Um, Sony's ad- Sony's um, uh, press conference was pretty much just, oh, look, here's some great new games. Yeah. <laughs> You know, there wasn't there wasn't really, uh, as you say, there wasn't really anything. You know, this is new. It, it, it's very much kind of a a, yeah, a kind of retrench and and rebuild type year, rather than a, here's the latest thing. Uh, all the way around. Yeah, I, I and yeah. I don't think that's a bad thing, though. Do you? I mean, I number one, I think Apple's really starting to focus uh, at least these next two builds of iOS and Mac OS ten of stability and fixing things and adding a little bit of new stuff to, to whet our appetites for it. But for the most part, it, it seems to me they're just kind of fixing things. Yeah, and, and I look, we, we've said before that maybe they don't need to release something new every year. I'd rather them release a kind of go to this TikTok cycle where every other year is a kind of fix a bit of stuff, maybe put a few new bits and pieces in there, but nothing earth-shattering rather than redesign from the ground up every year. Um, and and then hopefully we get better software as a result. I must admit, I'm, I've not had as many problems with Yosemite as some people have. Um, so I'm not, like, kind of thirsting for a new version of OS X. But um, I think uh, I think iOS 8 has, has needed a fair bit of work. And uh, we always get to this weird stage with WWC because they've been patching, patching, patching since the since it came out like September October and then normally by the time WWDC comes around you're just kind of thinking oh well they fix all the major things and then they mean that they start talking about the next one so I'm I'm glad to see kind of an evolution rather than a revolution there yeah me too um I'm I'm kind of with you I haven't had a lot of problems with Yosemite I haven't had a lot of problems with uh, iOS uh, the new version or iOS 8 but that being said I did have kind of a major problem, and I did talk about this on the last OWC radio. I don't know if you've heard that or not, but um, I couldn't listen to music on it. Specifically. Yeah, I, I did. Yeah, yeah I did, did hear you say that, yeah. Yeah, specifically, and, uh, it's the music app. You know, Apple's... I, I could listen to Pandora or any, any streaming, no problem. Um, I could listen to my podcasts, but I don't use Apple's music app for that because, well... Nobody does anymore. Uh, I use Downcast. So I knew the problem itself had to have been in music. Well, I found out what the problem was, David. Uh, And for those who listen to both shows, you're going to hear the story twice. Sorry. (laughs) Excuse me. And I am coughing and I am still sniffling. So occasionally if if David stops talking and I don't jump right back in, it's probably because I've muted myself so I could have another coughing fit and blowing my nose or just kind of clearing the sinuses i'll i'll just fill the silence while you choke to death yeah well you can make the sound effects for me okay (laughs) actually that would probably defeat the whole purpose of muting myself wouldn't it yeah yeah so anyways the problem was 
Well, let me let me get your take. I figured out what the problem. What do you think the problem was? Well, well, I, when I was listening, I did listen to that show. So when I was listening to you talk about that, and you said, "Oh, well, I tried resetting my phone," I thought to myself, "Ah, but there's more than one way to reset an iPhone." I wondered if you'd done a hard reset where you hold the home button down um, while you reset the phone, which actually does a, does a deeper reset than if you just turn it off and on again. Um, and I found sometimes that if you're having odd problems that persist. That doing that hard reset really kind of clears the system out and uh, gets things working again. So I did wonder that, and I was going to mention that to you. The answer is no, I didn't try that, but that wasn't the problem. Right, okay. The fix for me, believe it or not, I because I've been dealing with this, <coughs> excuse me, I've been dealing with this now for a month, maybe a little bit longer, and there's times I want to listen to my music. You know, I Yes, I've talked about having XM in my car, and it's great, but... I want to hear my music sometimes, especially if the kids are in the car and they want to hear Uptown Funk or something again for the 487th time. And and this morning was a prime example. Cole went with me to wash the car because I'm going for a long car ride tomorrow and I wanted to make sure it was nice and clean for the start of it so I can see how many dead bugs are on my windshield by the time the trip is over. Yeah. Um, (laughs) There'll be a lot. The the issue for, uh, for me was smart playlists that I had created in iTunes. Right. I do, if it was a smart playlist that was already created before I upgraded to iOS 9, for whatever reason, was incompatible with music. To a iOS, iOS 8, you mean? Yes. Sorry. Yeah, right. Okay. iOS 8. So when I would launch my phone, and, and I always go to my playlist. I, I never go directly to the song, Right to the songs yeah. or the artists. Mm-hmm. I always go to playlists and playlists were the default view. Cause that's the last thing I looked at. So anytime I would launch the music app, it would go to one of those playlists. And I noticed it because I was watching it real closely. It would launch the app. It would show the songs and it would switch over to the last playlist. In this case, it was, um, Top rated songs not listened to and in, in five-star five rated songs not listened to in the last 360 days, mm-hmm. right? And it and it auto-updates. So if I listen to it and then I sync the phone, it takes that song out of the playlist and it adds another one if there's another one that matches the criteria, up to 50 songs. So that's the smart playlist. And it would right. go to that playlist and then it would just quit every single time, no matter what I did. I even tried to time it perfect so I launched the app and I hit a song before it goes yeah. to that playlist. wouldn't work. As soon as it switched over to that playlist, boom, it crashed. So I read somewhere, probably Apple's forums maybe, to delete all the songs. In fact, a, a listener of OWC wrote in and said, delete yeah. all the music on the iPhone itself, then resync it. And if you've got a corrupt song on the iPhone, it's probably not corrupt on in iTunes. Yeah. And so when it syncs over, it'll put a fresh copy of that song. That's probably what it was. That didn't work. Um, so what I did was I deleted all my smart playlists. I, I did a sync. I launched app or the music app and it worked fine. Mm-hmm. So then I went and I recreated the same three playlists, smart playlists that were syncing to the phone. Synced yeah. it again. No problem. 
Weird. So now, it's, it's older smart playlists, for whatever reason, not compatible. Now, this just goes to show how, how long it's been since I've done the whole kind of iTunes syncing cable dance. I, When you were saying that, I'd always assumed that with the modern version of iTunes and everything that uh, and iCloud, that if you created a smart playlist in iTunes, that would sync to your phone automatically through iCloud. But if, that's not if, the case. You have to do a manual right. sync yes. over wireless or cable, yeah? Yep. yep. Right, okay. And I don't sync over iCloud anyways. I find it no. buggy. Um, right. That, that's, you know, that's if I have one giant complaint about Apple that Google just gets right, it's the cloud. It's things that just work seamlessly in the background that you don't even have to think about. Yeah. Apple has just been terrible at this. I don't understand how a company can make two brilliant operating systems, gorgeous hardware, and is completely inept and has been for over a decade now. Over well, a I, decade. Yeah, I think I think the current version of iCloud is is pretty good. I mean, it, it the problem always with Apple stuff is that if it goes wrong, you have no visibility of it. Just doesn't work. Right. You have no. There's very few troubleshooting things you can do, and there's no logs you can go and find to try and break down what might be going on. Um, so when it does go wrong, and these things do occasionally go wrong, even with Google, they go wrong sometimes. Syncing is hard. Um, then, then there's very, very little you can do apart from kind of <coughs> do what you did, which blast it out and start again. But I, I think the problem it, you've got there is that iTunes is pl- playlists and iTunes and that sort of thing is such an ancient way of doing things. And Apple's they've just announced they're moving away from that. It's all going to online streaming, and and I would imagine iTunes is just going to get worse and worse and worse of that stuff going forward. Yeah, I think you're right, unfortunately. What do you think about the whole streaming service that Apple announced at WWDC? Because that was their big thing at the end of the keynote. Okay, so so here's, here's where I am on this. I'm quite excited about it, but the reason is I mentioned a while back to you that I was started playing around with Spotify. Yeah. So I finally bit the bullet, uh, and I paid for the Spotify subscription. And I remember I said to you, I said, oh, because even if iTunes does a music service, it won't be available anywhere except the U.S. for about eight months. Okay, well, they kind of did an end run around me on that because it's going to be out the same time here as it is in the U.S. Um, but, uh, yeah, so I, I've been using Spotify, and I've been really, really loving it. I've been listening to music I haven't listened to for years because I can just go and find it. I can just think, oh, I remember that song, and then that kind of jogs your memory about other songs other albums other um tracks by particular artists and that sort of thing and with spotify it's all there there's very few times i've come to it and found that there's not something available so i've been using it in the car uh, kids, kids have been really enjoying it because there's a whole load of kind of kids orientated playlists and stuff that you can just stick on the car and they like to listen to that they like that the playlists are long they're normally about 50 60 tracks so if there's something they don't want to listen to, we can just go on to the next one and that sort of thing. They, just like you were saying with, with your son, sometimes they'll get in the car and say, can we listen to? And now I don't need to worry about having my uh, music library synced or maybe buying a track if I don't actually have the track they're asking about, which with the later music often isn't the case. Yeah, so that. I've been really enjoying it. And it streams, unlike um, I, iTunes Match, it streams really well over 3G. So I've really, really been been enjoying it, and and despite the fact I was ambivalent about how much it costs here, um, I kind of you know once I started paying, I thought actually it wasn't too bad. 
for for the amount of use I'm getting for it. And I'm using it a lot. I tend to use it a lot at work now while I'm working. I tend to uh, stick it on and be listening to music while I'm while I'm working there. So um, so that I'm I'm kind of in on the streaming concept. Uh, now Apple's doing one. Um, I'm happy to use the Apple One. It'll be better integrated with my devices than Spotify is. Um, I'm particularly interested in this family offer they're offering because one of the first things that my son said to me once I started using Spotify is, can I have it on my phone? And now my wife did as well because she found out you could run Spotify on the TV. So we there's a Spotify app for our Samsung Smart TV. Well, there's was, the question, though. If, yeah. if you're going to go with the Apple solution, are you going to also keep the Spotify? Because now you're paying... Twice? Um, no, I wouldn't. Uh, provided the Apple one does everything I want, then I would drop that and stick with the Apple one. Yeah, but what the about your is, wife wanting to... Well, she'll, she'll be able to listen to it on the TV on the Apple TV. Oh, that's true. Um, and she also has Apple devices, so so there's no problem. Or there. will it is, work on the Apple TV? Because they didn't really talk about that at all. They didn't. I would imagine if it doesn't immediately, it will do at some point. But she has she has an iPad, she has a phone. So she so can stream it that way. She could stream it that way. Uh, but the thing is, with a family account, we can all use it for the same for the same cost it's, it's slightly more I, I'm, I'm not seeing the UK pricing yet I'd imagine it's going to be a two three pounds more than the uh, standard price for a family whereas Spotify doesn't offer that so um, with Spotify if uh, basically the last device that requests a song stops anything else streaming so if I'm listening at work and she then goes onto the TV and starts something then, I, then my stream would stop um, and obviously that's no good to me, so I don't let anyone else use it. Um, so family streaming is is kind of really what for me. That and the fact it's going to be on all of these phones. If you look at Spotify's numbers, they've got about sixty million users, and only about a quarter of those actually subscribe. Yeah. Um, that's compared to how many iPhones Apple sells every quarter. That's tiny. Really, really tiny. And Apple's going to offer this for free for the first, what they say, 30 or 90 first, days? First 90 days. Yeah. And But the thing is, it's going to be pre-installed on everything they sell, yeah. which means you've got a huge kind, a huge kind of um, inbuilt market there. So I suspect even if by Apple standards, uh, iTunes Music isn't isn't massively successful, but compared to what Spotify are doing, I think it's going to blow them out of the water, to be honest. I'm wondering what kind of bite this is going to take, because obviously, you know, with the first three months for free, I'm going to be using it. Yeah. Um, and this is going to cause me to uh, stop paying for iTunes Match. Yeah. At which doesn't work anyway. So I don't know. They've already taken my money twice, so they they made fifty bucks off of me for absolutely nothing. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, I'm going to try it. And I wonder, is this going to make me cancel my uh, Sirius XM? Yeah. Because it costs more than uh, Sirius... Or, uh, Sirius XM costs more. Yeah. Uh, I just subscribed to the streaming one so I can get it on my computer. Mm-hmm. And it's okay. And when I did that, it opened up all the content. So I get every single channel that they get now that they yeah. offer. You know, the big marketing thing for them is Howard Stern. So I went and actually listened to Howard Stern, and I listened to it for about 20 minutes, and I turned it off. It's it's yeah. horrible. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's uh, I'm looking forward to it. My understanding, though, it, this isn't. they're not going to wait until iOS 9 comes out for this either. They're going to no, launch it's coming, this soon. Coming out, it's coming out in a couple of weeks, yeah. June 30th, yeah. So, I, you know, I'm looking forward to it. I'm going to try it. Um I hope it's good. I really do because yeah. I like music, and if it's worth it, I'll pay for it. What is it? Fifteen bucks a month? 
for the family yeah. plan, yeah, fifteen a month. And what is it, ten for non-family or something? And for non-family, yeah. I, I'll just go ten because nobody else in the family is going to use it. Right. So. Yeah. No. Yeah, I, I, why not? Right. It's that's thirty bucks a month. That's a lot less than SiriusXM that I'm paying for. Yeah. So, sorry, SiriusXM, you might be regulated to. Uh, well, you know, it was a Christmas present too. You know what I mean? The radio itself. Yeah. Yeah. So well. I, yeah, <laughs> like that could be uh, politically difficult. I think I'm gonna I'm gonna knock it down to the cheapest possible plan, and just leave it at that. Mm-hmm. I don't need the streaming if if Apple stuff is really good, yeah. but it's a moot point because it it hasn't it's not here yet. So who knows? No, and and I must admit, last couple of days Spotify has been a little bit unstable for me in terms of accessing their servers. A couple of times it's dropped out. Um, and so, you know, that we were going back to saying about how good Apple is with this sort of thing. They, it has to be rock solid, reliable, particularly if they get a huge spike of users on day one. Yeah. We'll see. We don't have long to wait either. Hey, right. did have I talked about Outlook here? No. So I've always hated Apple's mail on iOS. Yeah. Um, in fact, half the time it doesn't work for me. It doesn't send email when I hit send. So I found that it's just unreliable for me. So I kind of stopped using it altogether. Yeah. And then I know Microsoft bought a company like a year ago that made a... A company. Yes. That's and right. that's what they made Outlook into on iOS. I It's, it's the only mail client I run on my on my iPad, iPad and iPhones. You know, I downloaded it for my iPhone and my iPad. Wow, what a great mail app for iOS. Why don't they make this for the Mac? Uh, I think it... Well, they, they do have a version of Outlook for the Mac. Um, I don't know why... A Compli was... They never talked about making it for computers. It is basically still a Compli underneath, though they are starting to change it quite a lot now. It has been kind of polished quite a lot. They're clearly doing a lot of work on it because it's been very regularly updated. Yeah, I've but seen even three be- updates since I started using yeah. it. I started using a Compli about probably about a month before Microsoft bought it. Of course. Um, and, um, you know, I was very happy when, when Microsoft bought it. I thought, great, it becomes more tightly integrated into uh, Outlook because I have to use Office 365 for work. So. Right. Um, I'm I'm kind of in that space, really. But Outlook uh, is a free app that any you don't have to be a subscriber to Microsoft 365 to not use this. And, and I have in in on all my devices, I have my Office 365 work account, but then I have two mail accounts: one for my Mac and one for um, one for my personal mail. And it's brilliant on all of them. Yeah, it really, really is very good. Yeah, yeah. I've, I've got three accounts set up on mine as well: my Gmail, my uh, OWC, and the my Mac account, and no problem at all. They all, I can send from any account. I can receive. I can move things around. I haven't figured out how to mark something unsend yet or uh, unread yet on there, but I really haven't looked all that hard. Uh, yeah, I can't remember what's on my head, but um, because that's how I I organize my stuff that I still need to take action on. I'll read it, but if I need yeah. to come back to it, then I'll mark it as unread. So yeah. 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 They they also will do a thing where you can actually have it basically remind you the mail is there, so you can kind of swipe it and then it will come back to you in an hour or four hours or whatever you want it to do, um, which is also quite a nice function too. Yeah, I have uh, to check. That but out. No, it's it's really good. And what I really like about it is the search is rock solid. Yeah, Whereas I like that a lot. Search on Apple Mail's hmm. client on the iOS is terrible. It is. So um, yes, yeah, it's, it's a great app. 
Yeah, so if anybody out there is looking for a better mail application, an email application for your iOS device, be it an iPad or an iPhone, seriously, look at Outlook. And look, I haven't been a, a, the biggest fan of Microsoft product for a long time, um, but when something's good, something's good. I don't care who makes it. Yeah. And this is a this is a good app. And uh, I actually tweeted this. No, uh, I posted up on Facebook, and I'm friends there with Lee Givens, who used to do the MyMac podcast with us occasionally. Yeah, I remember. And he works for Microsoft now. All right. In the Mac division. Um, so he actually said he would uh, take my compliments to the the head of that division and let him know, and he did. Cool. So that was cool. Something else they acquired recently is a calendar app called Sunrise. Yeah. Which effectively is is kind of what a company was to mail. Even though Comply actually has a, a calendar um, function in it, Sunrise is basically like the, um, the equivalent, of, you know, a fresh take on calendaring. Uh, and that's a really nice app as well. So if you want to replace the... Sunrise? Inbuilt, yeah, Sunrise it's called, yeah. If you want to replace the inbuilt iOS um, calendar app with something else, then Sunrise is worth a look as well. Oh, it looks nice. I am, I'm getting it right now. Install. And it's going to ask me for my password. Yeah. Sunrise has Apple Watch integration as well. So, Oh, well, that'll cool. help me none at all. <laughs> so I did like listening to you talk about the Apple Watch on the last episode. Uh-huh. Um, there's a few things that actually did kind of get my attention to think, well, maybe I, I, I would like it. <laughs> Excuse me. But I'm still at that, nah, not for that much money. Yeah. And I, But I did just recently get something new. Go on then. PS4. Wow. Mm -hmm. So how do you like it? I like it a lot. Yeah. Um, you know, we were talking about it's it's no longer revolutionary, it's evolutionary. The PS4 mm -hmm. is evolutionary. It's, it's, yeah. It is definitely what they were doing on the PS3 taken to another level. Yeah. But it's not so different that it's blown my mind. You know what I mean, and and also I don't think the game developers out there because it's still a, it's been out for what eighteen months now or so, two years. Yeah. It, it's still a new platform, you know. Uh, game mm -hmm. developers are still releasing games for the Xbox three hundred and sixty and the PS three, and yeah. I don't think anybody's taken advantage of the power of either the Xbox One or the the PS four yet. Yeah, you know, it usually is two and a half, three three and a half years before developers really kind of crack that code and really take advantage of the capabilities of a new game console. And uh, so I haven't really seen anything that's blown my mind. It looks better than the PS3, but not so much that I'm like, oh my God, look at this. I feel like I could lick the screen. It looks so good. Nothing yeah. like that. But I'm enjoying it. Don't get me wrong. I like it. So what, so what games did you buy for it? <laughs> oh, I got GTA V um, mm -hmm. because... I had heard so often that, you know, it looks so much better than what it does on the 360 or the PS3. And I've got it for the, the Xbox 360. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, it looks good. But, again, it, it's it's it doesn't look so much better that I'm glad I spent 50 bucks for it. Yeah. Yeah, I kind of wish I wouldn't have. And, plus, I can't <laughs> take my save stuff from the 360 over the PS4. No, that's always a problem. Well, 
It's even even between even when the uh, yeah anytime you move between a platform when I well I you can't even do it from PS3 to PS4 you can't use the same yeah, games exactly. there either that's, that's what I'm saying is 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 normally when you change platforms no matter what it is you normally can't I I had um, Diablo three on the PC yeah uh, so, uh, sorry on the Mac not on the PC but it was it's, you know it's through their cloud service yeah. um, what's it called the Battle.net uh, and then I got the Xbox 360 version. And I was really surprised when it, it wouldn't access my saves. I had to start the game again. I thought, that's kind of odd, really. But See, I went quiet there because I was... uh but coughing. <coughs> no, I was actually blowing my nose. All right. <laughs> no, I, you know, and it, everything's about the cloud now. Well, Rockstar uses their social club thing. And it, it tracks your progress in games there. So why can't it tell the PS4 version, oh, he's signing in with these credentials, he's done these missions, it's just code, right? You Yeah, you would imagine so. I mean, it's not like SimCity or um, something like that where there's active stuff running in the server or Minecraft. But it, I, I don't know, can you if, you... if you play Minecraft, can you access your cloud stuff from no. different... No, no, none of it. Like you said, no, if you go cross-platform, nah, too bad. And that's really why I haven't played GTA Five a whole lot. It's like nah, I don't, I don't want to go through all these missions again. I know I'll be able to do it a lot faster this time, but yeah, I don't want to. Nice. Yeah. I, I, what I have been playing is uh, one of my favorite games on the the PS3 was, and there was three of them all together. One was download, two were uh, full games was Infamous. I love that mm-hmm. series. Yeah. And uh, they have Infamous Second Son and a downloadable game as well. And I bought both of those, and I've been playing uh, Second Son. Really enjoying it. It uh, takes place in Seattle. It looks just amazing. I've never been to Seattle, so I can't say how accurate it is, but from reading things online, it's really, really accurate. Yeah. And uh, it, it's really impressive. The story's great. The characters look really fantastic on screen. Um, but again, it's, it's an evolutionary step over the PS3 graphics. It's not, if I go back and I play the old infamous games on PS3, I don't feel like I'm, oh my God, look how crappy this looks compared to, yeah. you know, it's not like going back to an, an N64. <laughs> it's still here's, pretty good. Here's the thing. I saw some E3 content the other day, and this is the first time this has happened to me. I was watching the game in game playing on a video. I was a video or screenshots or something. And I thought, and I thought to myself, "Oh, that looks kind of nice. Looks like a fun game. Uh, it looks, it looks pretty good." And then I noticed that because I was browsing it through a newsfeed, that the um, the site I was reading was Touch Arcade, who who do iOS games. Yeah. And I thought to myself, "Hmm, have they uh, have they used kind of Xbox or a PS4 footage here to kind of, and then it's coming out on on iPad as well." No, it was actual. It was iOS gameplay I was looking at. Yeah, I know. It's it the first time. It's the first time I've been. It's looked so good that you can immediately see yeah. that it's not. It's not a console. It's, that it's not a console, but it's. A, yeah, it's not an iPad. It's actually a console. Yep, I, I saw the you same know. footage. I don't remember what game it was, but I remember. Oh, thinking, I don't either. Wow, that looks really good, and that's running on an iPad. Holy moly! Yeah. And uh, yeah, the that distinction is getting less and less. I mean. Look, you know, I was thinking about this earlier today, too. Uh, I was doing something on my iPad, and I've got a 64-gig iPad 
Air 2. Mm-hmm. Man, I really like this device. It is such a great iPad. Yeah. Um, and, I, and I really appreciated it more because um, I've got a iPad 4 that I have to put a database on for this conference tomorrow. Uh-huh. And it's a OWC iPad. And it seems so big and clunky compared to my iPad Air 2. Yeah. It's just like, wow, it, there's just no comparison. The, the new one is so much better. But you don't realize that the new one's so much better when you first get it. You think, yeah, it's it's skinnier and it looks good, but eh, it's not that big of a deal. Yeah. But then you start using it for a while and then you go back. You're like, oh, my God, the new one is so much better. I, I tell you, I, I mean, obviously, one of the WWC <coughs> announcements is this multitasking mode they're going to bring in. You have to have an Air 2 at the moment. That's yeah. the only device that will support the full multitasking. You know, I, I called that, too. Yeah, I, I remember. Yeah, so um, I was kind of pleased that I did that upgrade last year yeah. that you called me out on saying that I shouldn't do the Air to the Air 2, and I did. I'm pleased I've done that. But I also have a Mini that I use when I'm working um, just because it's smaller to carry around. Uh, so I, I'm kind of hoping now that the, um, we, we get a Mini with the Air 2 internals at the next release of, uh, of iPads. Well, Apple just quietly disc, uh, discontinued the, uh, the first iPad Air, or the first iPad Air Mini or iPad. Oh, what the non the non rest in the mini? Yeah, it's gone. Yeah, down. Which, it's, which it, but it, it's been on their website all this time. And well, I know. They yeah, finally but finally, just kind of went. It's gone. Yeah, the internals in that. That's basically an an iPad two. Yeah, with uh, in the small form factor, and man, that's really hard to do now. It is <laughs> really hard. But it, the, the, um, I got um, I got a game yesterday called uh, I think it's called Zeno Work. It's a it's like a. a uh, Force Perspective 3D Twin Stick Shooter. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a, it's a really fun game. But I have a um, I have an MFI gamepad. I have the Stratus Steel Series Stratus XL, yeah. which is the full full size version. It's the same size as a an Xbox controller. Yeah. And if you have I've one of those, I've got the mini one of those. Yeah. Well, I have the mini one as well. I tend to take that with me when I'm traveling. But the the full size one is much better. I mean, it's really good. And this game, <coughs> on that, I mean, I could have been. I I was playing it for about two and a half hours. I could have been on a console. I mean, it really was um, a brilliant, brilliant experience. You know, I uh, I really appreciate my uh, iPhone six plus. I'm glad I bought it now. I really am. And yeah. um, we had a tornado warning here. Uh, beginning of the week and uh it was one of those days it was really really dark it's about quarter after five and it just got dark 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 really fast and we could hear the sirens going off so when that happens we make our way into the basement because that's Mm -hmm. what you're supposed to do yeah but the problem is we i don't even have a television in the basement so you're down there and you know, you can you can check Facebook and you could check some weather sites and see what's going on, but that's different than sitting in front of your television watching the live news broadcast, the weather person, you know, going into hyperactive mode. Yeah. And showing the, the active what's going on right now and and I kinda like watching that. So I'm sitting in the basement and I download the three local news channel apps. And I was watching on one of their apps their live coverage weather coverage of what was going on right then. Mm-hmm. And because the iPad, or because I wasn't using the iPad, which is dependent on Wi-Fi, so if we lost power, well, I can't watch it yeah. anymore. 
with the iPhone, I actually turned off Wi-Fi, so I was just streaming at LTE, and it worked great. It, the, yeah. the picture was fantastic. Julie could see it from 10 feet away where she was sitting next to the kids, and it it, it was it was just brilliant. It, and it really yeah. made me appreciate the size and the clarity of the screen and the fast mobile networks that we have now. And it's I, little I things like that, yeah. that that happen that make you really appreciate the technology. I got my iPad mini has 4G in it, mm-hmm. uh, LTE, and uh, I'm pretty much coming around to the thing that I probably won't ever buy a Wi-Fi on the iPad again. Just because Wi-Fi is such a pain. It is. You know, you go somewhere public, you've got to find, and, and particularly with iOS 8, is not very good at finding no. uh, new Wi-Fi spots. It seems to be slow to update, and often it will present things that aren't in range anymore, but it's seen before. Yep. Um, and then when you actually go on, and public Wi-Fi is a pain in the neck, you you go on it, you never know whether it's one where they, you've got to go through a splash screen before you can get on it, and oh. then some of them, they want details from you before they'll let you on it, and some of them want a username and password, and others don't. It, it, Wi-Fi is just, and, and even then you go through all of that, and then sometimes it's just so saturated, it doesn't work properly. Wi-Fi is just a pain. So I, I really am of the opinion now, I'd much rather... Um, I have the advantage here in the UK in that you know mobile access is relatively cheap. I'd much rather buy a tablet with a an LTE connection in, uh, just slap a pay-as-you-go SIM in there, and then when I need it, I use it. I would say I'd be there with you too, with the exception that an iPad with that built in is what 120 bucks extra. Yeah, and I've got an iPhone 6 Plus with a big screen, so I don't really mm. need it. You know what I mean? It that it yeah. doesn't make any sense for me to spend the extra. For a device that I really only use in hotel rooms when I'm traveling, mm-hmm. or here at home, I yeah. don't I don't take it in the car or anything like that. Well, because like that. yeah, because you have the six plus, you're kind yeah. of already in that space. Yeah, yeah, you know. So yeah, let's take our break, David. We actually do have quite a bit of feedback to get to. We want to definitely touch on when we come back out of the break, and uh, we'll be right back. And then I'm moving my whole base of operations to Universal Studios. <laughs> Old guys wandering around. I just can't imagine what could possibly, possibly go wrong. <laughs> We're watching you, too. Yeah. We're the clueless hosts of the My Mac podcast. Thank you so very, very much for downloading the MyMac.com podcast. We really, really do appreciate it. Tell me about it. (laughs) People like us. Apparently, people like to respond on Facebook to hairy, bald guys who said stupid things. Why don't you bring us in? Back here on TechFan. I'm Tim. He's David. We'd love to get feedback from you. It's real easy to do. You can email. email blah, blah, blah. Yeah, that's what I was saying, David. Electronically can, connect. Yeah, that's right. You can electronically <laughs> connect to us. <laughs> uh, the show at techfanpodcast.com. You can also find me on Facebook on the. Because uh, David won't use Facebook in the. Mm, yeah, but I will. Evil. Yeah. Uh, or on Twitter. Uh, Techfan Podcast on Twitter. So. We do have some feedback, like I was saying before that break, David. And uh, the first one is from John Nemo. Go ahead. Mm -hmm. He said, excellent show. Well done. Special kudos to Tim and his kids on the iCade. It was really, really cool. Showed my son about it. It His eyes were like saucers. (laughs) Yeah. 
He said, your comments about Google and Facebook bring up the larger question that is not being addressed. Who are these companies serving? Shareholders, customers, internal staff. Why do customers typically come out last? Is the world a better place because so many, uh, quote, free services are ad-supported by companies that are greedy to enrich themselves at users' expense and security? Give you, give you something to consider on a future show, Nemo. Um, well. I mean, we kind of talk about that all the time anyways. Yeah. I mean, I don't think it's one one episode, let's discuss this type of thing. It's It's kind of an ongoing theme with us. Who this is all you have to ask yourself as a consumer when you're using it, whether it's a hardware product, whether it's a, a cloud product, whether it's a video game, whether you're watching something on television, ultimately who is paying for the content, who is mm-hmm. paying for whatever it is, whether it's Facebook, whether it's Google, whether it's your iPhone, if the payment is coming from you and it goes to that company that's providing the content, then you are the customer and chances are, they're going to serve your interest because they want to keep you as a customer. If you're using something like Google or something like Facebook where you never have to pay anything, but yet somehow they're multi-billion dollar companies, you are not the customer. You are the product. Mm-hmm. You are what that company is selling to other companies. That's yep. all you have to ask yourself. And and Apple has been... You know, they've been making some hay in the press about this. They're trying to say, we are not interested in you or your data. We are just interested in providing you services. Um, and we, we go out of our way not to resell your data or make use of your data. Now, everyone accepts they're being a little bit disingenuous with that because, of, of course, they use our, our data. They want to provide us with the same sorts of experiences that Google do. They want it, your iPhone to be able to say to you, oh, you've got a meeting in half an hour. If you don't leave now, you're not going to get there in time. That, that requires some assessment of, of all your data. Is, this is what the NSA does. This is what the government does. Uh, this is why they want um, bulk collection of phone records and all these sorts of things because they don't want to know the specifics of what you do, like a wiretap or anything, but they want to see the patterns and use pattern analysis to 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 give to give you different things. And the problem is, Apple says we will do that and we'll give you those services, and then we'll throw the data away because we're not interested. Whereas Google says we will do that, we'll give you those services, and then we'll also sell that information to somebody else because they're as interested in it as as we are. And we can make money off that transaction, and that's what pays for the service. It's it's a fundamental difference. And 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 again, we've talked about it so many times on this show. Um, I, you know, I use Facebook and I use Google, but I also use Apple products, and I do understand probably better than <coughs> the average consumer, David. Honestly because of my background and what I've been doing for 20 years, I do understand that they are tracking me. And I, I do understand that I do give up some privacy for the convenience of Google saying you're here. Um, Hey, by the way, you've had this many friends here too. And Oh, by the way, uh, there's a really good place to eat nearby based on the places that you've checked in before. Um, and you better hurry because you're going to be late for this meeting. I understand I'm giving up some privacy for that. And I understand that Google is making money off of me giving up that privacy. 
so far I've been willing to do that simply because of the convenience factor. Mm-hmm. Will, will that be the case going forward in the future? I don't know. It it really depends on what Google does with that data. Absolutely. Uh, I mean, this is what it comes down to. The problem is, is that so many people forget that Google is doing something with that data. Absolutely. They, and and, and this is, there's been this implicit assumption. It's a bit wrong-headed, <coughs> which is, oh, I'm not big enough. I'm not important enough for them to be interested in what I do. Um, and if they mix my data in with everyone else's and then just serve me the old customized ad, that's fine. But the problem is the, the those goal, that's the way things used to be. Those goalposts are moving now. Yeah, absolutely. It's becoming completely different what they're doing. And the, it's not what they're doing today you really need to worry about. It's what they might do with it tomorrow. Yep, absolutely. You know, and what other people, the problem is it's <coughs> not capability it becomes it's the law of unintended consequences what happens when you search for a medical condition and you start getting targeted ads for particular types of drugs and that sort of thing but then as part of a of a selling of a tranche of advertising data yeah that data ends up within with a group of insurance companies who can recognize who you are and then all of a sudden your insurance quotes start changing because they think you might have an a, a, a particular medical condition and even if it's just a case of them asking you more questions yep, or, or building a hedge factor in because they know that you come from a certain group who seem to be um, associated with a certain type of type of medical condition that might be more expensive in the long run. That's what happens. And nobody it's not there's not going to be one court case where somebody says you looked at this and then you assumed this about me and all of that. It will become completely generic and nobody will know. Yep. And, right. and those those are the things that kind of bother me. That's why I don't want to play the game. And I still get it now. I was looking for a particular um, uh, Air AirWatch um, secure folder product for work the other day that my boss asked me to look into. And for the next four days, every time I went anywhere near the internet, I was getting ads for the same thing popping up. And I don't I don't use Google for all of these services. I don't log into Google. Um, I don't uh, I don't log into uh, Facebook or any of those sorts of things. And yet they've still been able to pick out from my computer uh, the fact that I'd had an interest in that product and then keep serving me ads because they're tracking me, yeah. even though I'm trying to avoid it. Yeah, I, I and it's no it's not going to get better. Let me put it that way. It's just not. So it, unless we the people do something about it, and let's be honest, that's never going to happen. It's just not going to change. It's just not. Yeah. So, you know, I don't think it's worth an entire episode to talk about because it's just beating our heads against a wall and nothing comes out of it. Yep. You got an email from us. <laughs> if we beat our heads against that wall, we'll start getting ads for headache pills. Yeah, that's exciting. <laughs> so you got some feedback on the on techfanpodcast.com website from Gaz. I did, yeah. um, Gaz said, Hi, David. When out and about, it's always useful to have a spare cable, and I agree the cables often wear out. I've been trying a cable from these people and giving it a hard time. So far, it's been pretty robust, but they ain't cheap. And the website is woodforddesign.com. But I am impressed, and I'm thinking of getting more for the family. Love the wireless charging options when at home, though, Gaz. So, yeah, I have a look at this site. Unfortunately, the cables are out of stock at the moment, and they are... They're expensive, but not particularly expensive compared to what Apple charges. For no, cars. they're not too bad, actually. Uh, and they look like uh, nice cables, too. They do. 
they do um and um i would imagine that if you go for something like this you're probably going to have better luck than getting a cheap chinese cable off ebay though i had to i mean i'm still rocking out on the wireless stuff i got a very nice uh wireless sleeve for my iphone 6 that's really not much thicker than an ordinary uh, kind of slide on case on the back but that's giving me the wireless charging uh, and then the port just pops out the bottom if i need to plug a cable in and it's really working for me. And um, so much so, my wife said to me the other day, she said, can I have one of those for my phone? It looks really easy to use. <laughs> so, um, Gaz is yeah. giving you a hard time on Twitter, by the way. Is he? Yeah, well, you know, he's, he's, he's being a mule. <laughs> you want to explain that before yeah. uh, customs so stop him we, and <laughs> takes him into custody? We talked, in, we talked a couple of weeks ago about the uh, Apple Extended Keyboard. <laughs> and you find a, a place really inexpensive to, to buy them it, from. It, indeed, yeah. So I, I ordered you one, and uh, I was going to mail it to you, but then I thought, this thing's really heavy, because it, it is. is really heavy. I told it's, you I'd pay for shipping. I know. But, I, but then I, I thought to myself, well, hang on a minute. Gaz is going out to uh, Gaz is going out to the US for Max Stop, so why don't I um, send it with him? So and, that's what I did. Yeah, because I'm so going I, to be in Max Stock as well. In yeah. fact, I leave uh, 4 a.m. tomorrow morning as we record this. Um, I'm going to go pick up Chad Perry, the original co-host with me on the MyMac podcast, and he's been here on TechFan too. Um, and I'm, we're going to uh, Woodstock, Illinois, and going to Macstock. Yeah, so so this keyboard is actually taking a very convoluted route to you. Because it's <laughs> shipped to me at my office, and then a couple of days ago, I drove to Liverpool, and I met up with Don McAllister, who is the um, CEO and chief guy at Screencast Online. Sure. Uh, I had a very nice uh, nice chat with him for uh, an hour or so. We were chewing the fat about Apple Watches. I, I got to see some of his setup for how he does his shows and everything. And, you know, he's a really knowledgeable guy as well. It was really, really a lot of fun. But I met up with him and I gave him the keyboard, uh, or the package, as I'm now referring to it. Because <laughs> he was going to meet up with Gaz and fly out with uh, with Gaz to uh, to Macstock. So, um, and then anyway, Gaz got hold of it. And the first thing he did was put it on scales and started complaining on Twitter about this thing weighing, what was it? <laughs> was it one and a half kilos, something uh, like that? Uh, yeah, so, uh, it's, um, it's a 1. heavy 1.78 yeah. kilograms. <laughs> Which is very heavy for a keyboard. It is, well, that's if an Apple what? Extended 2. I mean, this is a big, robust, yeah. industrial-strength keyboard. But, Tim, you're worth it. Oh, I thank you guys, yeah. and I thank the mule gaz. <laughs> The G men, Guy Searle and the Mule Gaz. I did. I did say to Gaz. I said, if anything breaks off on that plane on the way over, you'll have something to patch it up with. Yeah, absolutely. You got a wing right there. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I see. I didn't know that you had done this because all of a sudden I start getting all these messages on on Twitter, and of course, uh, that is at MyMac because that's my personal and the MyMac Twitter account is at MyMac. And uh, I'm like, what is, what's going on with this? What are they talking about? He's talking about hernias and stuff. <laughs> so then I go up there and I see the picture of the keyboard and it all made sense. I was like, ah, okay, I got it. Yeah, but, he, might, he might be hitting you up for excess baggage allowance when he gets out there. <laughs> yeah. Um, he should. Yeah, I, I, right now, he's probably on the plane. Yeah. So, Gaz, I, thank you very I, much. Yeah, publicly. I think he's only going for a few days. He can't have that much stuff with him. I don't know. When I go places, I tend to have a lot of stuff. Yeah. Uh, last email we got is from uh, Charles Parker. 
And it's called Duh Show. <laughs> I like that. And he writes, as a fellow Michigan native, I wanted to let you know I just started listening to the show and truly enjoy it. This is a breath of fresh air in a world of boring poo. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Thank you, Charles. Yeah. Uh, where are you in Michigan? I'm, I'm curious. Um, yeah, I, I hope you're not listening just because I'm in Michigan. Because <laughs> I give Michigan a lot of crap here on this show. Well, <laughs> I don't have to tell Charles. He drives our roads. He knows exactly what I'm talking about. I've got a pothole a block and a half from my house, David. That goes halfway up my calf. That's how deep it is. If I hit that pothole with my car, my car's done. It's wow. just done. It's crazy. Well, is it? Is there a guy down there at the bottom pulling diamonds out the ground? I, you gotta wonder, because <laughs> geez, oh, peace. I, I, you know, Michigan has used salt to clear the ice from our roads for years and years, and salt and water on the roadways and it freezes, and it, it's not a good thing. It rusts the cars really bad. Uh, the salt is just horrible for the roadways. But for whatever reason, probably because of the price, they continuously use salt. And they don't invest in the infrastructure in the United States anymore the way that they should. And so the roads are just going to crap here, and nothing is being done about it. I mean, they get yeah. patched. But, of yeah. course, the patch, it's, it doesn't last long. Oh, and it takes here, them forever yeah. to get done and... Here in here in Britain, the patching doesn't even get done half the time as well. Yeah. Britain's roads are notoriously bad, so I do sympathise. Um, what are you going to do, though? I mean, well, it is what it is. All you can do is lobby your uh, local city councils to try and sort it out for you. And, you know, sometimes that does work. Um, I, I actually know somebody that was the mayor here, and mm -hmm. he's still on the city council. He actually left the city council for a while, and he got reelected, and he decided he wanted to run again. Uh, great guy. I like him. Now, he's a Republican, and I'm not. <laughs> yeah. But we get along great, and we agree on the important things. Yeah. And because I, I know him, I'm friends with him on Facebook, I've I've uh, consulted with him when he's had tech stuff uh, come up. Um, he actually got in kind of some trouble publicly because I, I, I showed him how to use Twitter a few years ago. Right. And I showed him how easy it would be to take stuff from uh, the city's website and post it up on Twitter so people could find it more easily. Like, hey, did you know you can look up this and this on the city website? Well, he accidentally posted something that had that wasn't behind a firewall like it was supposed to and it exposed a bunch of employee uh, city employees' uh, social security numbers and stuff to the Internet. Oh, dear. Yeah. So that was a kerfluffle. And I he never said anything to me, but I, I was the one not too long before that, that showed him how to kind of do all that yeah. so when i have a problem um like there's some kids down the street that like to play basketball in the street and they get this big giant basketball hoop and they put it in the street and they play basketball i don't have yeah. a problem with that except they leave the stupid giant basketball hoop thing out there in the road and you know it sticks out into traffic and especially yeah. when it starts snowing and then the plows can't go there and it's a problem, and they're supposed to take it down when they're done playing. Yeah. And that's all I want them to do, and they weren't doing it. I complained to Mark. Next thing I know, that thing was out of the street. Mm -hmm. It's kind of nice when you you can reach out to someone and, it, and something like that gets done. Yeah. So we could joke about reaching and, and, and talking to City Hall and, and talking to your representatives, because most people assume that means nothing's going to get done. But you know what? Occasionally... 
It will get done, but it, well, it takes yeah. effort on your part to build those relationships. So when there is an issue, yeah, it can get and done. That, but you can't just make it a relationship so I can complain to you. No, and and obviously a lot of people will say, well, yeah, not everybody can can build a personal relationship with somebody in in a in a position of authority. And really, you know, public servants, you shouldn't have to do that. Mm-mm. You should, you know, they are there to do a job and they should respond to the public. So the only two things I would say is, first of all, you do need to make the complaint. So many people, particularly nowadays in this age of the entitled Internet, will moan about it on Twitter, but not actually go through any official channel. Yeah, not go through any official channel to actually try and get it done. They will just, you know, isn't this terrible? And why don't they do something about it? It's like, well, because you haven't told anybody, doofus. The second thing is that if you are going to speak to um, a public authority about getting something done, please remember it's not Twitter. Do it with respect. Oh, I was yeah. hoping you are going to say that because yeah. I was going to bring that up. Yeah. Be nice. Be, be professional. Be, nice, be professional. They're just Make, people. You know, put, yeah, put your points across, but, but really don't use hyperbole. And don't, don't assume that they already know about this and that yeah. they're slighting you somehow by not having this, you know, whatever the yeah. thing is done already. Maybe they don't yeah, know we, about it. Maybe they never ev- dre- drove down your street and don't know about the potholes. Uh, and everybody always says, oh, you know, this pothole, some old lady's going to break their leg and then that'll be on your conscience. Don't do not do that. Mm-mm. They know what the consequence of a pothole is, whatever the problem is. They know. We've all heard and seen news stories where, in fact, a, a, a city or a council or whatever, or the police department or whatever, has been told many times about something and ignored it. And that's the time to break out the, uh, you know, the banners and the hyperbole and get the news media down there and everything. But nine times out of ten go through the official channels if it doesn't get responded to once go through again but if, as long as you um are polite and respectful you'll have far more chance of getting something done than if you start shouting and screaming at somebody and speaking of shouting and screaming um that's tech fan this week although i do want to say <laughs> <laughs> one thing <laughs> el capitan really you're not uh, a fan. Not even a little bit. It's it seems arrogant and uh, I don't know. I, I I don't like it. They clearly they wanted something inside Yosemite because the idea is. Uh, I get it. It's like a snow leopard to leopard. It's like a mountain lion. To lion. I get the idea. But the only other rock that anyone's heard of in Yosemite is Half Dome, and that would have made allowed people to make jokes like half baked, half done. Yeah, but they so, didn't have to keep this trend of well it's a sub name of the one before because it's not a full-blown it's just more of a you know what it if you're going to change the point it's not 10 10 anymore now it's going to be 10 11 you can break that whole yeah actually naming thing i noticed on the on the coverage in wwdc <coughs> calling it 10.11 they're just calling it os 10 el capitan no, it's ten eleven. I've I, I've seen the. I di- I didn't see ten eleven anywhere. So I, they certainly seem to be downplaying it. And if if that's the case, though, if they're really going to refer to this as El Capitan, well, they are. I know. I hate it. It's just it smacks of. I don't know what's the word I'm looking for. Arrogance. That's not arrogant. It's, it's hubris. Maybe a little bit. It yeah. just it. Yeah, I don't know. I just don't like it. Hey, what operating system are you? I'm using El Capitan. Ugh. Well, Ugh. Look, I'm glad they got uh, they got past the cat names. 
And if they want to do the whole, hey, we're a California company, even though half their employees, more than half of their employees are not in California, they're all over the United States. And the second biggest thing is actually uh, in Austin. Um, but they're going to yep. build their whole UFO giant monstrosity of a whatever. Fine. You're, you're proud to be in California. I'm happy for you. And if you want to do the naming for stuff in California, great. Um, th- but El Capitan, what? Just name it San Francisco. How about that? Next version of Mac OS, San Francisco. Mm-hmm. The one after that, uh, Yellowstone, San Diego. San Diego. Yeah, there's a lot of uh, El Capitan. I'm, wait, I'm yeah. waiting for uh, for the one which crashes all the time. That'll be OS 10 Bakersfield. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right in the San Andreas. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, all right. We're okay. going to wrap up this episode. Again, we'd love to get feedback from you guys. Do you like El Capitan or do you hate it like me? Let us know. Uh, the show at techfanpodcast.com. You can hit us up on Twitter, po- uh, techfanpodcast. Same thing on Facebook, and I'll read those to David, obviously. And, uh, you know, send in feedback. And if you have an extra few seconds, leave us a review on uh, iTunes. We'd really appreciate it. And we'll see you in a week. Actually, I can't do the next episode, David. You can't? No, not on a regular day. We're going to have to do it uh, a day later. I'm doing uh, Tech Week in downtown Chicago Thursday and Friday. Okay, well, I can probably do that. But uh, otherwise, is there anyone out there who wants to pitch in and do a show with me? Let me know. Yeah, David's looking for a co-host for next Friday. So uh, hit us up on email if you're interested, because I, c- I can't do that show. This should be the last one that I'll miss officially like this for a while, though. Okay. All right. The show at techfanpodcast.com. Let us know if you can co-host with David. He would, uh, he'd love to talk to you. Unless you're yep. Gaz, because then, you know, you're just a mule and you don't speak English. <laughs> <laughs> Bye, David. Bye.